Welcome to another episode of Transparency Talks Podcast, brought to you today by Ziri Girls Daycare. Parents, are you needing a break? Well, look no farther. Here at Ziri Girls Daycare, they offer a wide variety of learning options. They also have a budget for each parent as they accept private pay, Children's Home Society, and Crystal Stairs. Transportation will be provided in the very near future. They are certified professionals and located in the quiet area of Lakewood, California. For more information, please call 562-305-2870. Spots are filling up fast. Mention the podcast and receive 5% off the first full month's care. Ziri's Girls Daycare. Transparency Talks Podcast with Butter B. Rocca. What's up, everybody? This is your girl, Butter B. Rocka, in the building. Listen, we have an amazing show for you guys today. Um, but before I bring on my special guest, I want you guys to make sure that you are elevating your mind. Do something creative. There is so many things that you can do. Write a book, read. Uh, I mean, there's so many things. Go out for um, some fresh air, take in nature. There's so many things. But while you are doing some things, make sure you read my book. Fear of Failure, Fear of Not Trying. It is on Amazon and in Barnes and Nobles. And make sure you get my boys magazine, Defiant Ones Teen Magazine. Their um, one year anniversary copy comes out this week. It's dropping on Friday, y'all. So make sure you go get it. I don't even want to tell you, I won't spoil it for you, but it's going to be good. So anyway, without further ado, I would like to bring on Miss Ijane. She is an author, a motivational speaker, and a host, and she's a bully, bullying activist. So without further ado, how are you? Hello, hello. I'm great. How are you? you know, I am doing really, really good. I'm blessed to see another beautiful day. And uh, you know, everything is great, man. <laughs> so what we're gonna do is we're gonna just uh what I always say, we're gonna dive on in. Uh, right, right. We're going to just, just, just take it. So, um, you are an author, motivational speaker, and, um, hold on, sorry, and a bullying activist. So, um, I think it'll be probably be important to go ahead and start, uh, 
with the bullying because that led to the other things. So uh, you also have a foundation called the McKenzie Foundation. So can you give us a little insight on that and why you started it? Yes. So um, December of 2018, December 3rd to be exact, my nine-year-old niece committed suicide in our family home due to racial bullying in school. And after that, of course, we were devastated. You know, we're still getting, you know, through the healing process. And so, you know, we did a GoFundMe campaign. And it, you know, it it does what it do, <laughs> you know, when people are, you know, donating to a cause, especially when you don't know what is happening with the funds. And so I was like, I get it. And I wanted to do more. So I had to write a book and that's what I did to help fund the foundation and that's what started me in the author world um to fund the foundation because I was getting calls to so many different places for motivational speaking talking about bullying and then it led to talking about suicide it also led to domestic violence and just how to work it in the school as a parent how to document the things that you know you need to document so that this wouldn't happen to your child so so many different things started adding up and obviously the information was useful and very rich um that people was like yo i want you to come here and but i can only you know you know this is in my budget and i never wanted to say no and so the book helped fund the places that couldn't pay you know enough for me to get there but i wasn't gonna tell them no because if i can save someone's family from feeling the pain we still feel it was worth every time i wrote and sold a book so that's where book one comes from what death do we part um i wrote that one it did really well um and so the pandemic hit and so i kept writing i was like i mean hey why not i have the time and bullying never stopped because even though the kids went virtual virtual uh school bullying went from physical to virtual so i was still being used i was still not really going so much we did a lot of the, the facetime like we're doing now but i went to book number two what death do we part number two and so um those all dropped this year. First one was January, the second one was June, and then that led me to book number three, <laughs> which I dropped last Sunday on my birthday, Living Life After Death. So, yes. <laughs> I mean, you just did a, a, a full summary. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Okay, so let's go back. Let's go back because, I mean, kind of, you, you breezed over it so fast. I mean, it's very serious. Um, first of all, my sincere um, condolences on the loss of your niece. Um, so she was nine years old and she, you said she committed suicide? Okay. So um, did was she showing any signs or, or anything? Because I think that that's one of the biggest things um, that that is hard. I have a, I have a, actually, I have a series of questions for you, but first, was she showing any signs that something was wrong? Absolutely. Um, we knew, the family knew, I knew. I live in Georgia, they were in Alabama. Um, yeah, we all knew, my family, my mom, my sister, went to the school, they made calls, um, but 
we are from Alabama in a small town, so everybody knew everybody. You know, the people that my family went and talked to were people that we've been knowing for years. Even some people my mom had worked with in previous um, occupations, such as mental health, such as human resources, uh, defects is what we call it over here. Those are the areas that my mom has worked in over 30 plus years. And so these people that are not in the school were people that she wants to work with. So she told them she took the strength of their word and you know there was some paper trail you know that but it was a lot of verbal and it was a lot of i know you you know me you know take care of my my grandchild take care of my daughter you know type of conversations that were had and so the sign as far as being bullied yes the sign for suicide no but she was tormented and you know obviously those are the things that was being told to her you know to do just kill yourself you know wow um i i i can't imagine i i mean i have kids i mean you have kids i can't imagine you know it being that bad that you are picked on so much that you take your life um so i'm i'm a little speechless right now um if you're tuning in we are talking to miss um ijane um, she is a bullying activist, a motivational speaker, an author, and a host. And she was just giving us, the, telling us the story about um, her nine-year-old um, niece that took her own life from being bullying. So, um, if you know anybody that needs to listen in on this um, on this podcast, on this radio show, make sure that you tag them right now and get them on this um, call. So um, they don't want to miss this because we're going to really dive in and get to some serious questions with this. But we are going to have to take a small little break. We'll take a little music break. And I mean, it's, it's okay. I'm, I'm glad we're going to take a music break. But, you know, the, 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 the mood right now is kind of like, oh, man, you know, because, you know, yeah. Sorry about your your niece and everything, but we're gonna take a break and hopefully we can bring we can raise some elevations right now. So we'll be back right now. We are about to play my homegirl, Miss Cece Sunchild, with being with you. Me and you, I 
So we are back. Um, again, that was CC Sunchild with being with you. I absolutely love that song. Um, um, I want to give a shout out to everyone over at Soul City, the beat up over in um, over in Italy. Also to my UK family. I am on iHeartRadio. I have my own station. I have my own Pandora station. So make sure you guys check me out at ButterBeRocka.com. Um, and on all social media at ButterBeRocka. So without further ado, we're talking to Miss Ijane. Um, we was just discussing uh, about your niece who um, unfortunately committed suicide and the reason you started the McKinsey Foundation. Mm-hmm. So um, can you tell us what types, uh, what are the different types of bullying? There are several different types. So, you know, you have the physical bullying, and of course now we have, it's more so virtual than it was before because the kids are in virtual schooling for the most part. Um, there's physical, you know, they can beat kids up, the verbal, when they talking about them, the internet with the virtual, um, when they send in pictures or a conversation, um, screenshot, a screenshot is a deadly weapon um, really? when it comes to bullying. Also, you know, especially now virtual, um, kids can go into a chat that people don't know about and they can talk about people that's in the class and what they see in the background. And, you know, some kids are homeless, some kids, you know, live with other people and they don't have that. They can't, you know, a kid can't control where they live. That's, what you know, on the parents. But however, it's so many different things that goes on and those are different types of bullying but Mackenzie um experienced more of verbal and more of physical but not like put your head in the toilet physical but it's just that pushing and the outcasting that took place with her okay is there um uh, does age make a difference how you said she was she was not um, so, have you found that there is a, a specific age uh, difference on, on when kids are getting bullied, or is it throughout school? Every- it can be throughout school. Of course, it gets harder as they go older because now, you know, as the world and even, you know, individuals, they put so much on name brand or they put so much on hanging out with the cool kids and doing the so called cool things. So as they get older, it does get worse, but it starts even in kindergarten because somebody's hair may be different, but kids coming into school only know their environment. Now going into school, you are in multicultural environment and it's different. So just because it's different doesn't mean you can talk about it. Doesn't mean that it won't hurt somebody. Doesn't right. mean that it's okay to think that it's something that you don't understand. That's when you ask for clarity. Like, well, why do you wear your hair like that? Or you know, instead of saying, oh, that's ugly. It's ugly to you and where you come from. But where mm-hmm. I come from, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. It either is wrong for having their culture, but it is wrong to talk about someone else when you don't know the origin of where it comes from. Right. So so if they're starting in, in kindergarten and stuff like that, that literally is coming from the household. It's coming from the house. Literally. <laughs> and I've seen it firsthand. So I work for the school system. In fact, I'm a CDL instructor, so that means I'm a bus driver. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it comes right out of your door. And wow. they come and show, and, and whatever they've been taught or seen at home, they give it right to us first day, day one. We know, whoop, 
that was gonna be a problem. <laughs> so, yeah. so are there more are there some children more um, likely to be bullied than others? Yes, of course. Those that they can um, when people pick the word picking and they don't fight back. Right. Not always because they can't physically fight back. They just like, listen, I don't I don't wanna deal with that. Leave me alone. Because sometimes those kids just wanna, they don't really wanna be at school or outside of their home because that's their safety net. And you continue to bother them when they already don't wanna be there and they snap. Right. Um, right. They pick on the kids or the people that are less likely to fight back. Mm -hmm. Definitely who is picked on, the ones less likely to fight back. And fighting back is not a physical fight, that's just, you know, telling them to stop or they just move out of the way and they just keep going and keep going until the child snaps. And then normally when the child snaps, that's when administrators and teachers want to now get involved and say, oh, you, you know, you did this to that person, but they've been bothering them for all this time. And as an adult in the school system, you can't tell me you don't see it. I see it. <laughs> you can't say, you can't say with an honest heart that you don't see those kids that are messing with another child because I see them. And right. when I always saw it before my niece had I will always stop it because I am the adult in this situation and adults should stand up and take on that position. It right. does come with paperwork, it does come with write-up, it does come sometime having to talk and explain to parents, but you saw it. Mm -hmm. You know what happened and you want to save a child's life because you don't know what all is happening within that child. Right. So, Adults are also to blame for a lot of bullying that takes place in school knowingly. Because somebody told you. Because if it's something I miss, I got students that like, hey, hey, uh, such and such did this, you know, or they'll slide me a little note or send me an inbox or whatever on Instagram if they want to be anonymous and just say, hey, don't say I said this. But I watch after I'm told. You can't say you don't know. So you know. Right. But, you you know, um, tip, I mean, I have kids. So, you know, Usually when a, when a when a adult comes in the room, everybody stops and everything. You know they try to they try to be slick and you know try to act like nothing is going on. So um, why does a lot of kids not tell adults? Do you think? Because some of them don't want to be blamed. Because if my kids talk in class and their teacher say, "Hey, TJ was talking in class," I'm like, "TJ, why are you talking in class?" You know. And he's like, well, you didn't ask me why was I talking in class or what caused me to respond to what was said to me in class. Those are the questions my kids ask me because those are the questions that I now have to ask in order to understand why he was talking. So we don't always ask the right questions. Like, yes, they were talking, but who were they responding to and why when they knew better? Especially when you were a parent and you know you taught your child. I'm like, no, you know better. Why would you do that? well, this is what happened. And I'm like, oh, well, let's go and find this whole story. I'm gonna need his mama or her mama and them and the teacher. I want everybody to sit down. And then that's where the school is now lacking because they don't want to be the mediator. They right. want to talk to us, me, say it's me and you. Our boys are against each other or whatever has happened, include our boys. They don't want us to sit and talk. They want to talk to us separately, but you got a story and so do I, and we can't put it together so everybody can come to an understanding because the schools are scared of whatever situation they are afraid of. Um, We're too grown for that. We should have too much to lose to be talking about fighting over some petty children things. So 
the school has to get back to that mediation and that's where the McKinsey Foundation has been coming in, being a mediator to get these families to sit down and talk and find out what the problem is because there is a problem and nobody, everybody's not wrong and everybody's not right because it's probably just a communication problem. Once everybody gets together and get the story on the table, it's not a fight situation. We are talking and we're going to figure it out and move on from it. Right. Okay. So I'm really about to tell my age right now, but um, <laughs> back in my day, they used to um, the the was this the principal had to paddle, or was it every teacher? I don't know. All I know is that I met that paddle. Serious. <laughs> I was like, I was really mad because I met the paddle at the school for doing something wrong. I think they took me to the principal's office, yeah. and I got the paddle there, and then I had. To and then I went home and got the paddle again. So I think if they went back to those, that, you know, that, that type of, uh, there wouldn't be as many problems. You know what I mean? That is true. However, some parents will take it too far. Yeah, that's true. We will go into abuse. But the biggest issue, even now, as we've seen virtually, is the parents are, they don't really know their kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, they've learned them over the past six months, but before then, they didn't know their kids. You assume this, because I'm going to tell you the honest truth. As I said, I'm a CDL instructor, meaning I teach others how to drive school buses. So I, if I'm not driving, I have someone driving that I'm teaching or training or whatever. And with that, I can get students to get on my bus and cut a clown. But I tell a teacher that's out there like, uh-uh, that one right there, it give us a whole bunch of, you know, problems. They was like, who, them? Or who heard? They good in class? Oh, really? So kids will leave because of who they know and right. who has been there the longest and they know who they can do what with. And so you don't know your kid. But what I do encourage parents is, um, what did you do as a child? Get with your child just like you both. <laughs> I'm like, if you was a sneaker when you were in school, those jeans passed to your child. And God forbid if the father did, had, did the same thing, you have a sneaker, my love. So you might want to be careful and very watchful. <laughs> very true. Yeah. 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 Well, we're going to um, take a pause for the cause. We are talking to Miss Ejane. And we're talking about the McKenzie Foundation and why she started it and everything. I'm going to take you to my song, The Storm by Butterbee Rocker. This track was produced by the League of Extraordinary.
we are back. That was my song, The Storm by Butter B. Rocker. Thank you very much. Um, we are talking to Ijane. We're talking about the McKenzie Foundation. Uh, if you are tuning in, we are talking about really, really good stuff that is very important. We're talking about bullying. Right. So, um, you know anybody that needs to hear this, make sure you tag them right now. So, I have some more questions for you. Um, what kind of signs should a parent look for at home? Because, you know, some kids, they're quiet anyway. Or some people, some kids, they, I don't know. Some, yeah, what do you look for? Um, the first thing is, um, if you know that your kid only has, you know, a couple friends or whatever, and then all of a sudden you don't hear them talk about that friend anymore. That could be some signs because, you know, kids switch up. <laughs> They're just like adults, they switch up. And so if this person is doing something that they want to do and the original crew is not, then they split away. And so that can cause bullying from that aspect because the other friends then join them with the new crew. Mm -hmm. The new crew picked that child over them and then they forced them to go back and, you know, retaliate against their original crew. So those are some signs that your your child's crew switch up. <laughs> questions. And seriously, I mean, I promise you that, I mean, my daughter has gone through that, that she had an original crew and one of the girls wanted to do things that the original crew didn't want to do. And so she went to a, a new crew and they, she tried to, um, put them against each other. Not that they were friends, but they weren't enemies either. Mm -hmm. So she went over there to cause, you know, confusion. And, you know, my daughter was like, look, we're not doing this. And so they started telling us um, what they told me. And then I told all the other parents. <laughs> I was like, look, girl, this is what's happening. And we need to come together because we got to stop this right now. Because it can go further. And then they all have brothers and yeah, with their sisters or their female, you know, family member that they love, and you know, they'll start a whole gang war, and that wasn't gonna happen. But that took the adults to be adults, and like, we gonna squash this right now. So though, that's one sign. Um, if you ask your child, who did you eat lunch with today? And if it's by themselves or with people that they are not used to eating with, and that was when we were in school, um, that's a sign because. Cafeteria is like, you know, the quad, <laughs> like, you know, HBCU, you are, you know, hey, we, we, we chilling with the homies. And if, they, if they're isolated, that's a problem. You have to watch those things. Now, sometimes kids get in that mood like, I don't want to deal with nobody, but at least one person might want to check it out. Might want to check it out. Another sign, of course, is grades drop. And if it drops in a class when they are known to be very strong in of always had good grades in that particular class somebody in there bothering your baby and that is that's just what i found over the two years and i haven't been wrong yet so you definitely gotta go hold on what class it is oh no no we're gonna have a teacher's conference or whatever it takes because you have to make sure you protect your child at all costs mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um I had no clue about my own son, um, my, my youngest son, Christian, um, he was bullied right. and, and I did not see any signs. He's, I mean, he's just like me, always smiling, very talkative. So, I mean, he was hiding it very well because when he come, when he came home, he act like everything was still, still copacetic, you know what I mean? So it was, um, it wasn't until years later when he started 
his own clothing line and I read his biography on why he started his clothing line I had to read about it right found out that he was getting bullied and um it it definitely caught me off guard because in that instance there was no signs at home no his grades were not slipping none of those types of things and to my knowledge he still had the same best friend and still had you know so I had no clue that these kids were messing with him. Um, so he started his um, clothing line, Phi, which right. will find your element. And he finally got to a point where I guess, you know, if, at first he was trying to fit in too much and, you know, because people was picking on him and laughing at him and didn't like him for a lot of reasons or whatever. So he tried to fit in with them and tried to adjust to the way they are. But, you know, every kid is different and you gotta, you gotta, you, the only person you can be is you. So, um, eventually, you know, I guess he got to a point where it was like, no, enough is enough. You know, I know who I am. And, you know, he started standing up um, for himself. And then he started also standing up for other kids at the school and ended up winning the Compassion Award, which that should have been a sign right there that something happened. But... I, you know, he's just a very sweet young man. So again, I didn't even know then. I was like, oh, you're like, I can see that because he's very, you know, he's very helpful and very, you know, do you need anything and all that type of stuff. So I had no clue that he was being bullied for a long time. And and it made me feel helpless because I am one of the mothers that absolutely would have came up to that school and would have got that handled right then and there. He wouldn't have had to go through you know, as long as he did. But what was crazy, or not crazy, but in his mind, he didn't want to tell me because he thought that I was going to go loco, which is true. I would have, you know, I would have handled I would have handled it. Um, but um, he, he wasn't afraid that I was going to accuse him. He knew that I would believe him, but he, he didn't want to tell me because he thought that I would overreact are that I would make a bigger scene and then have not only that kid messing with him, but other kids now calling him a rat or a tattletale or whatever word there is now. I don't know the new the new words for now. I know, right? <laughs> for this age group, I don't know it. But um, you know, he didn't he didn't tell me for those type of reasons. So, you know, there is, there's different sides of why people don't tell you things, you know what I mean? Um, and, and again, there was no sign. So I had to find out by reading it in his biography. <laughs> and like, those kids all uh, come from a home where strength is taught. That's yeah. how he was able to keep going. And But he not only learned it, but he put it into his daily use. So sometimes as parents, we don't know the things that we speak into our kids is really helping them when we don't even know it. Yeah. yeah. When he was taught at home, you know, he was using in the real world. And he was bullied because they wanted him to be something he was not. Right. And he tried and they bullied him even in the trying stage. And he was like, I give up. Like, I don't have to do this. I, this is not who I am. Right. You know? And he moved on, and some of those kids, you know, probably went to different schools and may actually not be alive right now. I mean, it's so when kids are like that and they are so adamant about taking over and controlling someone else's life, they don't until they make a change, they don't go on a good path. Yeah, 
I've, I've found that that the typically hurt people hurt people if you if you get what I'm saying and and you know although of course it's wrong for a bully to mess with people it also makes me think of well, what is going on with them that they are lashing out that's where we were going that's what I was gonna take is um in doing bullying that's what I found that um the home is a, is where it all starts and you said hurt people hurt people but hurt people hurt people and don't get healed that's when mental illnesses and mental health and counselors come into play and those are the people that I have on um, that works with the McKinsey Foundation when I go out and talk to people when people send me to people that kids that are trying to commit suicide and things of that nature I bring my therapist with them with me like we go you know when I say we go we FaceTime and doing those things talking to these um, families and, and these children because there is a mental breakdown. They are losing it from things that are happening at home and they go and take that into the school system and bother our kids that had nothing to do with it. So it, it, start, it is in the home and the things that they're seeing and the things that are being allowed in the home that you might, oh, that's just, <laughs> no, everything that's cute to you is not cute in the real world, but that'll get them killed. So, reel that in and raise your kids with a reality mindset and not what your home is. Like, your home has to reflect reality and you have to teach these lessons. And what has really bothered me the most with this pandemic and the Black Lives Matter movement is that everybody want to holler, oh, we wasn't taught at school. It wasn't supposed to be. We should be doing it at home, unfortunately. So, we have to take responsibility for the things that our kids take out of our home. Because mm-hmm. it has to be hard at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what if you can't, uh, I don't know, what if you can't really handle your kid and you already can tell that your child is a problematic kid? Do you okay. not have them in school? Like, I don't know. That, say that, because in fact, you know, I'm, it's glad, I'm glad you said that. There was a parent, I was at this bullying event, and she stood up and she stood up with her son. She said, my son has been a bully for such and such years. And as soon as I found out, I made sure that I got him help, you know. She took him to counseling sessions. Now, he was a tough kid. So she actually had to put him in like the, what is it? Mm, the juvenile place so that he can get a reality check. Mm-hmm. If parents know that, take the initiative right now to get your out that help. Cause you know that, that, oh, I didn't know he was doing that. You, maybe, maybe not. But those that know, I commend you because we need you. And I say we because I lost McKenzie to a child who parent know that child was a terror. So, you know, you knew that. You, you knew that. You, I saw your Facebook page um, post of all the things you said your child used to do and did. So, you knew. So, get the child the help. Mental health. Um, some insurance take, you know, uh, will pay for the mental health, the Department of Mental Health to get your child a psychiatrist and be seen. And not necessarily, you know, I'm not for the medicine. I'm not. But I am for the therapy and I am for the, the programs and the plans that is customized to each individual person because everything doesn't work for everybody. You have mm-hmm. to customize yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to take a pause for the calls. We are talking to Ijane. I am your girl, Butterbee Rocka. We are about to play my homeboy, Nef150, all the way from the ATL. This is Tiffany, y'all. I don't need no sympathy. I don't need for you to be 
Come take a walk, come and build with me here. Pick a spot, now sit and watch how the hood's with me. We put in work, conversation at a minimum. I'm straightforward, no loose ends, remember who? Stick to the script, blueprint of an architect. Strictly about business, that other sh- step off with that. I'm cold hearted when it comes to my cash flow. I switch lanes if you ain't got good brain, that's my last. Terrible, ain't it? Fourth quarter flow so faded. I brush them off like I just finished painting. But young, the straight villains, they don't know how to chill. Or can you tell the hungry who gotta search for his meals and that precious? We don't know about. Keep the sawed off in the couch. That's the thing I learned in the South. New Jersey birthed me. Atlanta adopted me. Internationally known, so ain't nobody stopping me. Treated like Monopoly and trap house your property. Bootleg your backyard and have the hood work for me. Mm, yeah. Bosses do what bosses do, feel me? Yeah, I never really cared for the bully type You crossed me wrong, I show you with that bullet like Too many haters, too many envy, too many skill Too many fake, too many n- thinking they real See out here, you gotta watch who you deal with Cause anybody and everybody ain't who to chill with See Marvin Gaye used to tell us how to sex a woman Never did he elaborate on how to respect a woman I take it serious, point blank, period, yeah I laugh and joke, but truthfully I ain't feeling it You lightweight fam, you don't understand my plan I'm trying to brand my new shit in Japan. You thinking locally, see everything I write is like poetry. Can't compare you to me at all. I'm poetry. Streets may tell you what you want, but I ain't hearing it. Everything that I learned, I learned off experience. Divine showed me how to hustle, no fear for it. Major move, making clear that you can see I'm living it. Uh. was Neff 150. I absolutely love that song. He was jamming, man. He was jamming all the way from the ATL. I want to give a shout out to So City The Beat over in Italy. I want to give a shout out to my people that's uh, checking in over in Japan, UK, of course the US of A, (laughs) and Canada. So what's up everybody? Make sure that you Log on, check us out. I'm on Pandora. I have my own Pandora station on the Butterbee Rocker. I'm on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Holla at your girl. So, <laughs> so um, you was telling us about the McKinsey Foundation, and we was discussing a lot about uh, about bullying and everything. So that led to you publishing three books. Your first book is called What Death Do We Part? How did you come up with that name? Well, <laughs> glad you asked. <laughs> so I didn't be so. Oh, there it is. That makes more sense right there. Okay, cool. So what depth do we part? It's about a marriage. Um, it's about a marriage, and when you get married, uh, you always say in your vows until death do us part. Well, now the ten times when you do that in the beginning, because you're like, oh, we're gonna be together forever, and your death do we part until death do we part. Part is. A physical death. Well, this book 
there's other deaths that take place within a marriage or relationship that cause you to separate. So what death do we part? What be the last thing that you're gonna take that you are no longer gonna deal with that's gonna cause you to cause it call it quit? So that's where the title comes from. What death do we part? Right, right. Now, I mean, I mean that's a, that's a good play on words. I ain't gonna lie. I, I'm, I'm feeling it. So, what is what death do we part to talking about? Well, all of these books are post Mackenzie's death, so everything it seems as if it's around death, but there is life in all of my books. So, the lesson in the first book, what death do we part, is. If you knew in 30 days that the person that you've been with, your ride or die, y'all been through hell and high waters and back, and you just know, and y'all made a few mistakes here and there, who who doesn't? If you knew they were gonna die in 30 days, would that matter? Would getting separated or divorcing really matter? Was the toothpaste being squared from the top or the bottom, would it really matter? Would cutting the grass left to right versus right to left, would it matter? With those small petty things that we pick out and nitpick, would it matter if you know you would never see them again? Mm. That's the lesson in death. What death do we part one? Mm-hmm. The lesson what death do we part number two is that you can pick up the pieces and move on, but sometimes life will hit you with something so hard that you're just speechless. You're like, what? Because in death, what death do we part number two? Um, the ending of that is when um, the family of the character finds out about the death of her niece. Mm-hmm. And it just really throws you back. You know, it's like, we just talked. We we just had all of these things planned and is really a here today, gone tomorrow type of situation. and. What are you going to do with the time spent right now with those that you love? Mm-hmm. Before we move on to living life after death. Now, this one is all the way different. Like, it's, it's all the way different. And it is, the lesson in this is that we have to get our mental health checked. There are five stages of grief that is talked about in this book. But in the beginning of the book, the author goes off. <laughs> she uh, goes off. If anybody has experienced a very close loved one, a parent, a niece, a nephew, a sister, a brother, a cousin, an aunt that's really close, you know how people think they're entitled to your business, entitled to tell everybody how, when, and where your loved one died. She go off. She tell all everybody that she wanted to face-to-face cuss out, she do it right here. And book number three. <laughs> um, and if you uh, don't get your mental health checked, this book is also goes into the paranormal world. So it's more of a fiction, science fiction type book. Uh, is why you see the people floating and the mean face here. Um, things that happen in that you saw, but you didn't see because nobody else saw it. So now you question. Then why did I see it? You know, so book three is very interesting, <laughs> very, very, very interesting. <laughs> it sounds like book three, you 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 fully just purged and just got it all out. Well, I mean, I'm talking about everything came out of book number three, baby. <laughs> book number three, sweetheart. Book you number three, tell it like it is. <laughs> um, yeah, the author 
Um, went on in. You know how people have those barbecues and those fish fries when somebody died and they they gonna get such a yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. She talked about you right here. Right here. So you you have a couple of family members that's upset with you basically because they didn't read it and they're like, Oh, she was talking about me. <laughs> be mad it's the people that's in the in the in the community that's gonna be mad and i want them to but you gotta pay to read the book <laughs> so enjoy enjoy yourself you're gonna either pay 99 cents you're gonna pay 14.99 either way you gotta pay to read what i said it don't come free so since you didn't give your portion of your proceeds to mckenzie's family um you're gonna give it to it now that you ordered this book <laughs> all right all right okay <laughs> Uh, that was funny. Uh, so how can people find your books? Yes, so my books are all on Amazon. Um, they're 99 cents on Kindle ebook, and they are $14.99 for paperback. And of course, um, seriously, the proceeds goes to helping the McKenzie Foundation as I continue to walk with, talk with, be a mediator for families that don't know how to stand up against these school systems. I work in one. I worked in two actually in the state of Georgia. Honey, come on with it because I know the rules inside and out. Yes, certain things do change from county to county and state to state, but overall, the paperwork is the same. And so we can get the paperwork done to make the complaint that you're looking to, to make to the school locally, uh, inside the school uh, to the board to the state board and even to take it on you know further to the federal level so I'm your girl because these are the things that I have to deal with that I do um, help families take care of okay and how can people uh, support the McKenzie Foundation absolutely so you can go to the McKenzie Foundation GoFundMe page it is still up um, you can go in and, and support there uh, and It'll just keep us going, you know, and I give out, I never sold these. These have never been sold by me. I give this to every person I meet, I talk to, any event I go to, and they are actually mirrors, so these are super cool. Um, I do have uh, the actual button, but it's somewhere else. Anyway, but this one is a mirror, and it is so handy because, you know, it'll come in handy, but you will always see my baby girl, and you will reflect on her story, and when you see it, you will help someone because you just, you know, looked at her picture like, oh my God, that little face. And, and your heart melts and so you want to help others not take that road that she traveled mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay so um there is a couple of other things you are now um a political hopeful for an elected seat on the henry county school yes, district so tell us a little bit about that so this is it right here uh Edwina for Education 2020. So yes, I am early in campaigning, but however, I want the people to learn who I am from this point forward. Um, I'm very transparent. I want my students that I used to drive, they will be 18 by then, so I want all of my students to vote. I want them to understand I'm here for them finally. Somebody's there for them because as parents, we only know, as we both know, what our kids tell us. As that goes into the school, that's why I can check my kids a little different because I'm like, eh, I just came out of a meeting and I saw it. So don't even try me. So I know a little more than what an actual a, a regular parent would know because I have the bags that I can get in and out of the school. Right. So that being said, there are some things like we're sending our kids back to school and, and we're supposed to wash our hands and warm water. There's no warm water in these schools. I don't know who told y'all that. <laughs> the school always had cold water. 
So those are things parents don't know. I'm sending my kids to this nice building, but they don't have cold hot water. They don't have hot water. Okay. Um, some bathrooms have gone in as a as a as a driver. Um, and the tissue had a pin in it, a nail, so you can only get one little square. So you wonder why your child behind is not clean. Well, they can't because they can't pull that for Those are just little small things. Right. You don't understand where scholarship scholarship goes kind of on the side of the town that's not the same color that's in your house. Why? Why does those things happen? Right. Why are the scores lower in one area than the other? There's right. a lot of things that parents won't know because you're not inside, but I've been inside and I'm gonna go deeper inside and I'm gonna be working for my parents. So that's why I'm running a course is to change policies dealing with bullying because they still take it lightly and it's not a light subject or matter because she died from, from bullying. So it's real. So I come in with that, of course, from a driver's perspective, drivers don't make the money you think they make. They cut the money up in a way that is uh, the everyday math versus what we learn in real life. They don't get paid what it looks like they get paid. And so it's a lot of things that goes on inside of the school system, a lot of money that is being given from the government that don't make it to the teachers and the drivers or even the resources for our students, especially those that are African American. Okay. And I'm gonna have that change. <laughs> well, you said it, you said it. So how can people find you? Well, um, let me see. Facebook, I'm Edwina Janae Adams, which is E Janae. E is Edwina Janae is my middle name. So E Janae, that's me. It's on Facebook and then E Janae underscore one is on Instagram. And then, yeah, I have the author E Janae page. I have the E Janae page on Facebook. Just, just go to my link tree. It has an all. It has all of it. <laughs> and I also have authorejanae.com, which is my website, and I have all links to my book and all upcoming events that I have. Speaking of upcoming events, October the third, I am going to be hosting the McKenzie Foundation. Will be hosting um, our first virtual bullying event. So if you guys can tune in, because I have a therapist, I have different teachers, and we're going to talk about what they know which is why I love what I do. I can get those people that can that this on the inside. I even have a board of education member that will come and speak to the people about what's going on virtually and how bullying affects us still in a virtual world. Okay, well, there you have it, everybody. I want to take this time to thank you for being a part of the show. I am your girl, Butterbee Rocka. It has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. We have been speaking to Miss E. Janae, and um, I'm going to close this out with the Black Bettys all night. See you guys later. Thank you.
Thanks again to our sponsor, Zuri Girls Daycare. Contact them today at 562-305-2870. Spots are filling up fast. Mention the podcast and receive 5% off the first full month's care. Zuri Girls Daycare. <laughs> 